Welcome to our worship service for Pentecost. Our text for today comes from the second chapter of Acts, verses 1 through 6. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Let us pray. Almighty God, pour out your Spirit on your church once again. Empower us that we might be the vehicle through which the kingdom of heaven finally comes to earth. Lord, unite us by your Spirit to accomplish all that you desire for your church. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. We have an innate tendency to be rebellious, don't we? Yeah, I have the distinction of being one of the relatively few people to touch the oldest oil painting in Colonial Williamsburg. Now, I was on tour with my family when I was only six years old. The tour guide told us about the painting that would be in the hallway that we would be passing, said it was the oldest painting there in Williamsburg, but she told us not to touch it. Apparently, something about the oil in her skin can be damaging to the canvas or to the painting or something. So she told us not to touch it. But I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist the temptation to touch the oldest thing there, and so I did. I also have the distinction of being publicly shamed in Colonial Williamsburg, and it did not go well. But you tell us not to do something, and somebody has to do it, right? I mean, just put up a wet paint sign and see how many people just have to check. When people give us clear instruction, for some reason, we want to do just the opposite. We even do that with God, and we have for a long, long time. When Noah and his family got off the ark, God gave them clear instructions be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Well, they did multiply, but they did just the opposite when it came to filling the earth. God said, fill the earth, and so they do just the opposite. They gathered in cities. In one of those cities, the people decided they no longer needed God. They would make a name for themselves by building a tower that reached into the heavens. It got God's attention. In fact, God says, and the Lord said, look, they are one people and they all have one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. Nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. That's from Genesis eleven six. Nothing that they propose to do will be impossible for them. Anything was possible for people working against God in their own human power? Let that sink in. God was concerned that on their own, anything would be possible for these people. And so God put a stop to it. He confused their languages 
causing them to not be able to communicate and continue their building and causing them to spread out and fill the earth just like God had commanded to begin with. For the next 2,000 years, really, God continued to encourage people to spread out. If you think about it, cities were frequently dangerous places. Sodom and Gomorrah and Nineveh all faced evil and partially because of all the huge numbers of people congregating there. For 2,000 years, God spread people out in different languages and cultures, limiting their power to do evil. Until the day of Pentecost, when people gathered in Jerusalem from virtually every place in the known world, humanity gathered together not to arrogantly resist God, but to worship God. And this time, God removed the language barrier. He took back the restraint that he had put in place at Babel. Each one heard the disciples in his or her own language. The limit on humanity's power was removed. Now you have this massive people, this massive number of people gathered in the city, all speaking one language, and everything becomes possible again. All things are once again possible for humanity. It was an answer to Jesus' prayer in the garden, really. Jesus had prayed that we might all be one so that the world would know who he is, that the world would see the light. On Pentecost, that prayer became reality as the world came together in one voice and one language. The Holy Spirit united the world in a common place and a common language so that all things could once again become possible, even advancing the kingdom of heaven on earth. It's amazing how easy it is for us to limit what God is ready to do. We limit our potential so easily. We claim that there are so many things that are impossible, like racial reconciliation, peace, remedies for gun violence. Those ideas come up and we just say, well, there's really nothing we could do about that. But if that's what we believe, we're still rebelling against God because God says that when we're united, all things are possible. That's the problem, though, isn't it? Since Pentecost, we have a long history of undoing the unity that God provides in the Holy Spirit. God unites us, but we want to tear it apart. In Acts chapter 6, just four chapters later, the church has its first major argument. It's a food fight. They're arguing over whether the uh, Jewish widows and the Gentile widows are all getting a fair amount of food together. And so the first argument in the church, not surprisingly, is over food. Then in Acts 15, the church gets together to debate, to argue about whether or not Gentiles are allowed to be a part of the church. It's really an odd argument because God was already including Gentiles. God had already been saving Gentiles and, and filling them with the Spirit. But the church had to meet to decide if they were going to allow God to do what God was already doing. We just have this tendency to want to have insiders and outsiders and, and to, to kick out those that don't agree with us. For 150 years after that, church leaders divided themselves over the definition of who Jesus is. The roots of the first major schism in the church were born in those arguments. Until the year 1054, there was only one church. 
It was in 1054 that we officially split in two into the Roman Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church. But the roots of that split happened hundreds of years earlier in those debates about who Jesus is. Uh, the, the Western Church came together and added a clause to the Nicene Creed without the Eastern Church being present. Now, the clause they added is known as the Filioque Clause, and really all it is is a part of the Nicene Creed that says the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. The East and Western churches had already agreed that the Spirit proceeds from the Father, but the Western leaders added, and from the Son, without asking the Eastern leaders. And it wasn't that the Eastern leaders even disagreed with the West. They just didn't like the West doing it the way they did it. And so that controversy over that one phrase eventually grew to where it divided the church in two parts. And just look at how we continue to disfigure the image of Christ with our current divisions. When God told people to spread out, they stubbornly stuck together. When God told us to unite, now we can't stop dividing. No wonder we have so little influence in the world. We need a new Pentecost. The church needs to experience Pentecost again. We need the Holy Spirit to unite us in Christian love so that we will have the power to transform our world for peace and for good and for love. This Sunday, we gather around the table. We will share Holy Communion together on this Pentecost. It's a great place to start. We are one people with one Lord, and we share one table. May this meal be a sign of, our, of the unity that truly makes all things possible. May our time at the table equip us to spread the kingdom of God throughout our entire community. Amen.